Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Donna and Steve experience, everybody. This is my talk, 107.1. We are everything entertainment. Donna Valentine here. Steve Patterson over there. Producer Don McClain hanging, too. Hello, everybody. Hello, everybody. It's Thursday already. This is very exciting. It's Thursday. Uh, let's be real honest, though. It's, it's Donna's Friday yeah, today. Yeah, girl. Oh, Donna's right. taking a couple days off. Yeah, my nephew is visiting from New Jersey for a week, and he's been so great. He's already here? Yeah, he got here on Tuesday. Oh. So he's painted a hallway for me. What? He's caulking my bathroom. Yesterday's Um, Wordle. Yesterday's Wordle was caulk. Aren't there multiple words? No. There's just one? Oh, that was Well, that was before. one the day before they had a little bit of a problem. It was there Aroma was a problem. and something else. A, yeah. A, and Agora. Yes, that's right. Yesterday okay. was Kalk. We got a lot of emails. I guess we had people. a whole discussion on how to pronounce that word. It was uh, that you were a part of, Don, the week before we yeah, were talking Kalk. about Kalk. And uh, and it made the slow jam. So, yeah, it rang a lot of bells oh, for did. people. Oh, no. Wait, so this guy, is he, is he hired help? Or does he, is this how he, he offered, spends downtime? No, he had a week off from he had a week's vacation and he asked me if he could come and see me he's like i'll help you around the house let me know what you need help with wow i think my sister-in-law planted the idea in his head and so his love language is you know acts of service service. so he's just he's painted he's caulking my bathtub he's changing out lights he put a new um electronic entry um Doors, oh yeah, yeah. entry in from my garage. In he's he's just killing it. Wow, we're going up to the cabin today. He's going to do stuff up there. We're going to bring stuff to the dump. I mean, this is the most <laughs> I've accomplished. Oh my god! Thanks to him in like ten years. Oh, A real boy. Jersey getaway. Let's go to the dump. <laughs> I think that's nice. Uh, it's it is amazing when you start checking boxes. And you really focus in and say, let's get all the things that we keep thinking about. Let's actually get them done. Let's write them down. I, I hear that. I was at Target last night, and I walked around and saw a bunch of cute little things. And I was like, oh, that'd be nice. Those would be nice. And then I thought, you know what? Don't buy anything right now. Because what we need to do is walk through our house and say, oh, here's a bit of an unfinished space. This could use a painting. There needs a plant. Stuff like that. And then go out. Plan. Because then we could really make a trip or two to a couple stores and bang through some stuff and really change the vibe. 
I love that. Can I, I say love something about vibe. Target? Say it loud, honey. I love Target, first and foremost. They're great. Thank you. Find whatever you need there. I really hate the new layouts. I, I just, it doesn't, I doesn't work for me. Say more. Sorry, Target. What new oh. layout you Every mean? store I go into, they changed everything up. You know, like they have uh, like an Ulta, I believe, in the middle sure. of them. Yes. And then they spread yeah. everything out and it feels like there's l- less merchandise the way it is. And I'm just, I'm not feeling it, but I'm also someone who's not real into change. I was just going to say, this is, <laughs> there hasn't been a time in knowing you for, six years, I think I've known Donna now, and I can't remember a single time that she said, hey, do you know, did you notice that change? Wasn't that cool? I've never heard it positive. She, You are the the human definition of the J-curve. J-curve is how most people adjust to change, which is everybody, if you if we were making a J from the little part of the hook all the way up top, like it's a cursive J, the little part of the hook of the J is when change is introduced. And people's feelings usually after that go down, 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 down. And then they start to come a little bit back up to where you were when it started. And then very often mm-hmm. it goes all the way up to the top where you feel much better than you did when things were the way that they were. Well, here's how I feel about it, is I want to get really good at one thing. Like, let's take Target, for example. Getting in there, getting in and getting out, because I know where everything is. Wow, I'm a well-oiled machine now. I know how to get in and out. Right. I put a timer on. Set my a timer. Phone. Yeah. I do that too. I do it's it like especially I hate this so much. I got to make a game out of it. Yeah. No, I hate shopping. But even like here at work, if they were to change the entire computer system, oh. I'm just getting good at it, and I want to get. I want to be at the top of my game. But you keep pulling the rug out from under me, and I'm never able to achieve that because mm. it's constantly changing. Thank you for listening. They're going to redo our offices someday. They've that I'm talked down about six it. months. They've talked about it for a decade. So let's say it's going to happen. Um, you're going to hate it at first, Donna, just because it's no, changed. No, that I'll like. No, they're going to move a desk around. They're going to have fine. you in a different place. I'm okay with that. Save this tape. Save this tape. She'll be like, I used to sit over here, and I kind of liked it when it was a little bit darker. I got used to those blinds. Because I don't even think it's about loving the way things are. It's about the comfort of knowing what's going to happen. Yeah. That's part of it. And that keeps people from wanting to change in any area of their life, change up the look of the house, changing how they do their mornings, changing anything just feels like this is so comfortable. It's good for your brain though, to change things that That I read that in my brain book that I understand. You always want to like be learning and growing. Yeah, I get it. But we don't need to change the layout of Target. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> All of that to say, uh, let me give you a very quick Olympics update. Uh, the Olympics are happening, everybody. The Winter Olympics in Beijing. No way. Team USA, the women's hockey team, in a gold medal match last night against Canada. And we lost 3-2. to two. Oh, man. So we got the silver medal there. And then, I don't know, perhaps the story of the Olympics. Michaela Schifrin skied out of bounds in the second leg of the Alpine combined event, which took her out of contention for a medal. This is the third competition she has been in, a heavy favorite coming into the Olympics, former gold medal winner. 
Third event she's been in, third time that she has been disqualified. Oh, wow. And it is, you know, she afterwards was saying, like, this might be just the worst uh, Olympics appearance of anyone. She's being very self-deprecating about it, but you can tell, man, that is a real bummer to come in with those expectations. Not to not medal. You didn't even qualify to the medal round because you skied out of bounds three times. Really, really a bummer. Was it super windy? What's the deal? I don't think it was super windy. Okay. We gotta go. All right, bye. Uh, we have all sorts of stuff coming your way today. It's uh, College Pop Culture Knowledge coming up at 10.30 as always. Throwback Thursday, music trivia. Wow. That comes up in hour three at 11.30 today. And we will hear from Tom Hanks' son, Chet Hanks. Oh, goody. Uh, an interesting thing that he said about the time that he met George W. Bush. Hello, Chet. Let <laughs> you hear Chet explain it. In just a little bit. Uh, when we come back, we've got things that make you go, huh? Coming up next on Don and Steve on My Talk. Oh, you know, I love being a dad, but between work work and kid work, it can be a little difficult to get a workout in. Well, Steve, I've got great news for you and all the other parents out there. The Y offers free child care with a family or dual membership. What? Yeah, you work out while your kids do fun activities and make new friends. Join the Y by February 28th and get $10 enrollment with 25% off dues through April. Join at ymcanorth.org. You said it, Donna. I'm on it. Good morning. Welcome back. You're listening to Donna and Steve on My Talk 1071, where talk is fun. Hi, everyone. Hey, Steve. Welcome in. Time for things that make you go, huh? <laughs> I, this wakes your brain up. My wife and I, this was a weird thing that happened this morning. My wife and I uh, played Wordle. She, I hear her laugh from the couch and she says, oh my gosh, I just got Wordle in under a minute. I said, really? That's great. Let me see if I can do this too. Opened it up. Bang, bang, bang. Three, we each on three guesses, each in under a minute. I, oh, wow, that's great, Steve. Uh, it took me five today. Five tries? Yes, but it was the same thing. The second letter, <laughs> there were five. There were four different words that you could, probably five different words that it could have been, and I was ju- I tried every letter that it could possibly be, and it came up on the last one. This has happened to you multiple times. It has. This is now the third time. I it's went from one, one green to five greens, which is a very exciting feeling when that's you make a big great. jump. That's an exciting feeling. It's- Fabulous. If you didn't do Wordle this morning, you're saying, Stevie boy, wake our brains. I've got something for us. Okay. Dr. Pepper was promoted very differently in the 1960s. And I don't know if you've ever tried this before. Let me let me ask, how do you think Dr. Pepper would have been promoted to be enjoyed? <laughs> that they don't do anymore. Now it's just like, hey, it's a it's pop. Just drink it. Uh do what the doctor says. Do what the doctor says. Yeah, you could see that in the fifties. Some kind of prescription. Anything went. Yeah, nine out of ten doctors prefer to smoke camels while doing (laughs) your proctology (laughs) appointment. Mm -hmm. Sorry, but doctor. Doctor Pepper promoted itself as a hot drink for the winter in the nineteen sixties, and it turns out, fun fact, you could try this tonight. If you heat it up, heat it up, it turns thicker, almost like an apple cider. So tonight, get a two liter of Dr. Pepper. Two liters. Pour no. it into your pot, heat it up, and then it's almost like you're scooping it out like hot cider or a hot toddy. People will come in. Oh, put ice cream I bet on it would top. smell good if you boiled Dr. Pepper, 
Because I bet it releases pepper notes of cinnamon. You know? Really? All sorts of stuff. You're going to go with that pronunciation. What did I say? Cinnamon. Like Cinnabon. Seeing eye dog is trademarked by the first (laughs) school to train dogs for the blind, the Seeing Eye Inc. Only dogs that were trained there can be called Seeing Eye Dogs. Oh, that's interesting. The rest are supposed to be called Dog Guides. Hmm. Well, you know, uh, Target had a sign up. I went to Target last night. I'm not sure if I mentioned it yet. And yes, I bought this sweatshirt. They have unbelievable brushed cotton. It's something that makes it super cozy on the outside and inside. Yeah. Crew ne- I'm a crew neck sweatshirt guy. So this is like a pale green. Mm-hmm. I have a gray one. I have a yellow one. $15. And you ever wear this? I got to tell you, you ever put a shirt on that you immediately, your body feels really good in? Not really. When I do, <laughs> when I pull this one on, it's loose in my stomach. Yeah. It's it's does it's not a total blob, like most sweatshirts are. Okay. It's got a little bit of you know is, connection is it, to your then, body. What about your boobies? Thank you for asking. What is you, it chafing? Well, you're gonna yeah. have a problem, Don. Well, well, yeah. You guys have breasts. <laughs> really? I have pectorals. And I mean, like, aren't you afraid, like, your nipples are going to show through it since it's so thin? So, no, are no, no. You but a it's a t-shirt under the sweatshirt guy? Great questions. Frankly, needed this filler on a week. Things that make you go, huh, Dave? Oh, good. Um, good. This is not a thin material oh. to the point where it would show nepelias. Mm. It's ve- it's ju- it's it's really really great what they've done. Again, I think I have now I have three of these exact sort of sweatshirts from Target now. Fifteen dollars, it's unbelievable. I got I tried six different T-shirts on because I'm always in search of the perfect T-shirt. Mm-hmm. Bought them from Amazon. The second one that I put on, I thought my nipples aren't that big. However, when I dressed up as a rocker for Halloween on Twin Cities Live. And I tried the shirt on just before we went on air and it was a tattered tank top. (laughs) My left nipple was fully out. There was nothing we could do. It was just going to be out. And the, uh, what's the appropriate term? Women, the lassies who I worked with, they all said, whoa, like they were talking about that my nipple was at attention. And they were like, are you cold? My nipple is Always, always yeah, at yeah, attention. Always. always. Mm-hmm. And so I pulled this T-shirt on yesterday huh. and thought, look at that. It's way too thin of material. You can very prominently see my nipples. Okay. How Follow do you feel up, about so. that? Um, I guess when a woman sees herself like that. Unless you're Lori and Julia. Right. Then, yeah. yeah then you then got your, the it looks like I'm wearing their perks. I, I mean... That is... Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. 
Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. When I was, I don't know, in my 20s, that was not something you wanted people no. to see. I'd be mm-hmm. so embarrassed like the, the girls from Friends. Theirs were always out. Right. And and I'm like, whoa, do you realize that that's... Oh, because well, they sure did. It was a thing. They yes. did it on purpose. Yep. Yep. I I think there are people who go in the bathroom at the bar and just... And Put cold water on Manipulate them so when they come back out, they're like, hi. <laughs> oh, oh, man. That, yeah, that... I don't ever, ever want someone saying to me, Hi, notice anything different? I was just manipulating my nipples in the back. Oh, sweet Lord in heaven. See, this is why we should have gone to Applebee's. Get me out of this bar. I don't feel great about seeing my nipples in a t-shirt, to answer your question. Okay, great. It just feels I mean, not Yeah, great. yeah. I mean, I know that that's some things that certain men worry about. You know? I don't feel terrible about it. Like they said, hey, maybe we should put a Band-Aid on your nipple. They were saying this during the Halloween show, like minutes before we went on air. And I was like, absolutely not. My nip- this is my nipple. And <laughs> this shirt has determined that my nipple is going to be out. We're going to leave it out. But multiple remarks of, ooh, are you cold? Maybe they were jealous. And then because that's never, what happens to women. I, no, I know yeah. that. I know that. But my nipples never retract they never sure? receive yeah i'm sure i look at my nipples all the time sleep? they, they never, never go to just... sleep no they're always on alert in case al-qaeda time, attacks huh? oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's just always like wait a minute they hang on a second you up yeah they talk to each other and go it's kind of like tommy lee's you know what no 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 talking to him hey bro no no mine are much more reserved much less of a party lifestyle it's like herb are you up yep always up well, thank, well, that was a for that stupid into segment. Your personal life. Um, why don't we take a breather here? Okay. Let's take a quick breather. Uh, we have an update. Yesterday, we had that story about Bob Saget's family trying to make sure that certain details weren't released. Well, what did a Florida judge have to say about it? You'll find that out next. And we hear from Chet Hanks, or oh, as maybe. President George W. Bush once called him, Chester. Wait till you hear what he has to say. That when we come <laughs> back. Don and Steve on my talk. Hey, good morning. Welcome back. Donna and Steve on my talk, 1071, everything entertainment. Donna Valentine and Steve Patterson, producer Don McLean, hanging with us till 10. Hey, Don. Hello. Um, here is an update on Bob Saget's family and their attempt to get um, a, a temporary injunction to block the release of photos and records connected to the investigation of his fatal head injury. Um, that has been granted. Great. That's good. Yeah. This, this came a day after it was his widow and three daughters really wanted to block the distribution evidence in the case after the medical examiner ruled that, um, Bob Saget fell to his death suddenly last month in an Orlando hotel room. Um, so that's going to be in place until, I believe, uh, a future court decision uh, makes a permanent decision in the case. And, you know, for me, here I am now, like speaking on behalf of their family, if I was in their situation, the thing that I would be most relieved about is that sensitive information of Bob Saget's photos, photos of him I feel deceased. 
making sure that those do not become part of a publicly searchable database right somewhere you know there is also the understanding that there is public interest because he was a beloved public figure the pictures is where i i'm with you like okay the information it it could help somebody uh somebody down the line in some ways um right now it it's it's still a mystery, like how he suffered such a severe skull fracture. Mm-hmm. Uh, what did he hit? Um, authorities are firm, though, that what didn't happen was that there was foul play. Because, yeah, they feel confident in that. Yes, because after he put in his code or whatever, opened the, the door, the electronic door, mm-hmm. nobody else entered as far as... The investigation shows until oh, that's hotel interesting staff. that they can track that. Yes, and they're also, you know, they're told that the head injury was so severe that they are sure he could not have made the two-hour drive from Jacksonville. Yes, wow. to the Ritz Carlton in Orlando because that's how that's how severe it was. He so that helps them it. to understand that whatever it was occurred, the, the, this hit occurred in that hotel room, presumably, or very close to it. Right. Um, and the people who found him or the EMTs did not notice a bruise on his head. That wasn't even mentioned until the autopsy was performed. Oh. So they think that he may have struck a portion of the bed's headboard that's not padded and quickly lost consciousness. And there's, the medical examiner says that that is what most likely happened. But the they listed it as an unwitnessed fall backwards. Hmm. So it's, I mean, to to that extent, I think it is useful to know this and, and to remind people that if you do suffer a head injury, don't just go to sleep, especially if you're someone who lives alone. Yeah, well, you listen. know, go get it checked out. Talk to somebody. To that extent, you're right. To that extent, his family was okay with that information being shared. They mentioned that in the initial release. After that, it's just morbid curiosity. That's all it is. And it doesn't do anybody good except for feeding one's own morbid curiosity. And so I'm just really happy that the Florida judge said, yeah, no, this stuff is going to stay private for the sake of the family, just like anyone listening would want for their own family, whether that person was famous or not. Uh, These hotels thing, uh, hotel stores... Have me thinking of inventing Anna, the show that we are now. We're committed. I think we're going to finish it tonight. If all goes according to plan, and I got to tell you, inventing Anna, the the new Shonda Rhimes show on Netflix about Anna Delvey, this socialite in New York with a questionable background who was duping people out of a lot of money. Basically, a liar, pathological. Yes. Um, I started. I tried to watch a little bit of the um, what's his name Edwards. Um, oh, the Anthony, Anthony Edwards episode, Edwards episode, episode four. Episode. Yes, so I'm halfway through episode four. Yeah, we are now uh, a little bit into episode eight. Oh, wow. First of all, boy, you got to grind to get through these shows in, in that they're all 60 minutes long. Some are 67 minutes long. Yeah. It's like yeah. you're really plowing through. So it's difficult to do a full binge by the time we get downstairs and can watch a show like that together. Lou and I, the kids are tucked away in bed and all that. So it's like nine o'clock, nine thirty. So you can only do like one, maybe one and a half. But I maintain, if you're on the fence, the first three episodes I thought were solid. 
not great. Left me wanting more. I wanted more from the pace. I wanted more plot development happening. I thought they started slow, but it's it's picked up. There's been a nice steady incline in terms of what's happening, what you're learning about her, what levels Anna Delvey went to in order to dupe people. Some rather interesting things that she that she did in order to do that. And it has a very, it's got a Shondaland kind of a vibe to it. Lou has referenced multiple times. I didn't even really consider this till the first couple episodes. It's got good music throughout. And she said, you know, like without this music, you wouldn't like that same vibe wouldn't be coming across. But it's got cool, well-timed, well-themed music that gives it. You might say plays into the campy field, Donna. Exactly. I don't like it. See, the funny thing is, I don't read this as really campy. But you keep saying that it's campy. I What I do say is that if there's an opportunity to lighten things up, to lighten up the writing, to throw in a punchline, those are there. But I would never describe it as campy. It, it's got that. It does. All of her stuff has that little undertone to it. It's no different than like Ryan Murphy's tone that he puts on it. Take something like, uh, what was the name of the that People show? People versus O.J. Simpson. That was campy too. Yeah. I'm thinking more like, um, what was the Nicole Kidman, The Lies, Little Lies? Big Little Lies. Big Little Lies. Yeah. That is a drama. Yes. This I would not categorize completely as a drama. I would almost call it a dramedy. Because of the the music, because of the tone, because of the the mm. underlying like mwah, mwah. yeah, well yeah, it's not like a like a mayor of Easttown there again drama. Right. This is drama. So that's yeah, this what has... I liken it to. Like that's what I'm comparing it to. This is not this is not like a oh my god intense in the way. It no, feels no. like a fake story to me, a made-up story. And in many ways, it was. Right, you know? that's right. Uh, much of what Anna W did was made up. And then Shonda, obviously, says that I like it's cute. With each passing episode, you will see the lines, this is a completely true story except for the parts that were totally made up. And it appears in different places. Episode yeah. one, it's just on the credit screen, like very apparent, hello, this is what you're getting into. Mm-hmm. Then it's on an awning. Then it's on a headboard. Then, you know, it's on a marquee. It's I like how they keep sliding that in yeah, to different cute. places. But I do like that. It has picked up to the point where um, I do, I, do, I want to finish it. I want to see how it ends. I'm curious, like, what's the end game of all of this? Do they fast forward? into? And, and I have to tell you, I've done zero bits of research on the story, and I won't until after I finish it because I don't want to spoil anything. I know nothing. Okay, so you've never seen one nope. news story about her Not ever? a single one. That's I, interesting I to really me. haven't either. So okay. I feel like I should watch this because I won't be... I mean, I know that there was somebody out... There were a couple of different women, but I can't remember which one this is. Yeah, because yeah, there was a Theranos people. lady. Yeah. yeah, and so I don't really know any of the details. By okay. the way, I don't know if this is completely made up. One of the completely made up parts are totally true. And then we'll wrap this because I do want you to hear from Chet Hanks. Um, she lived for a time, Anna Delvey, with, is it Bobby McFarlane? Bobby, the guy from Firefest. Oh, my gosh. And Two peas in a pod. I don't know if that's one of the true parts. Because, again, Shauna <laughs> says some is true. Some's totally made up. I don't know which part that falls under. Uh, I'll do research afterward. After. But. They're one con artist to another con artist talking about conning people. 
Uh, but it's it's amazing. It is an example of people applying pressure and repeating a lie over and over and over again and how you can not only deceive yourself, but you can rather effectively deceive other people. Okay, let's get quickly to Chet Hanks or Chester, as George W. Bush called him. Chet now has a, a, a new video series on YouTube. It's called Hanks Fit, H-A-N-X Fit. And he will do workout stuff. He'll give you meal plans and all that. But he'll also talk about deeper things of life that he feels like platforms like Instagram don't give him. YouTube is a longer format thing. So he talks about many a thing. I listened to the first minute 15, which is where he was talking a little bit about his life, some changes that have happened for him, and that encounter that he had with George W. Bush. But it's so funny to me the connection that he seems to discover here with George W. Bush, thinking that we are all discovering it with him, but we're not. Here's Chet Hanks. <laughs> Dramatic. What's up, you guys? So if you're watching this video right now, then you're one of the first people to check out my new YouTube channel. Thank you for being here. On this channel, I'm gonna go a lot deeper and a lot realer than what I share on Instagram. When I was thinking about what to share in this first video, you know, I've come a long way since White Boy Summer. My life is a lot different now. But I think for this first video, we should take it to the beginning. Because yeah. apart from people asking me about White Boy Summer, the number one question I've always got is, what is it like, what was it like growing up as Tom Hanks' son? And uh, it's an interesting answer. The most memorable time I was asked that question was when I was 14 years old. Me and my family were invited to the White House. This is when George W. Bush was president. When I was introduced to the president, he turned to me and he said, hey Chester, what was it like growing up the son of a famous father? And I was caught off guard because I was only 14. The answer I gave him then is pretty much the same answer I give people now. And it's, I said, well, Mr. President, there's a lot of advantages, but sometimes it can be pretty weird. And he said, huh, that's a good answer. I think I know a little something about that because people forget his dad, was the president as well. You know? okay. That's the- okay, I don't for- think people forget. <laughs> Chester, who forgets? I just thought that was, listen, he's a sweet guy. I'm sure there's a real sweetness to, to sure. Chester that we're going to get to know. And I didn't listen to the other 12 minutes. I skipped around a couple different points. I just thought that was rich. People forget. I <laughs> Hillary Clinton, you know, people forget her husband was president. Yeah, he's how old is this guy? Like thirty or something? Yeah, probably some. Yeah, some right around there. I don't know about that guy. I really do like uh, the fact that in this article it says that he wasn't just given money. His dad would say, "You want some money? Go wash my car. I'll give you sixty bucks." Yeah, he says he's grateful for that. Oh, he said he's grateful for Mm -hmm. it. Okay, I like that. Yep, Mm -hmm. he said his dad wouldn't just give him allowance or anything. It was. He had to do something. Now, the rate of pay might have been a little better, right? 60 yeah. bucks to wash the car is pretty good. But still, kudos to Tom Hanks for having gobs and gobs of money and saying, eh, do something for this. Just get used to the idea of to get money, you got to do a thing first. Well, uh, I think it's Jack who says, um, you know, this is, I'm rich. You're not rich. Uh, right. To his kids. Like, like, wait a minute. I am rich. rich. You have Jack Squad. <laughs> Chester. Okay. Chet, do you mind if I call you Chet? Guys. I just like that they bumped into each other. I think that's great. Let's take a break. Okay, when we come back, if you see something, you should say something. Um, This is super rude. There is a city in Minnesota that has been named the ugliest. Oh, I have a guess. No, I'm kidding. No, I don't. No, I don't. I kind of had a guess, too, but it's not that one. Uh, we've got that on the way. And then there's a, there's an overlay on the Hollywood sign that just is not doing it. I will tell you what it says when we come right back on my talk one oh seven one.
If you see something, say something with Donna and Steve. If you see something, say something. Come on and party tonight. All right. We need. Is this. Should we guess? Or is I don't that think guessing's a good idea. Harmful if we say it's gotta be Chan Hansen. No, no, no. Okay. Chan Hansen is lovely. It's a city to the west of Minneapolis. It has been named the ugliest city in Minnesota by a lot travel. And they did this for every state. And they say whether it's from lack of maintenance or just poor design choices, these 50 spots that they chose are more than an eyesore. They may be great places to live, but they won't be winning beauty contests anytime soon. Oh, no. Mm. Guys, it's Glencoe. 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 I've been to Glencoe a few times, actually. How'd they look? Well... It's hard to tell on their main street because it was like stages everywhere. It was like a concert, a festival. Wait a minute. Wait. Okay. Hang on. I mistook what this was about. I thought this was what city or town in that state has the ugliest people in America. Oh, my God. Gosh, I would have oh. never thought that. Oh, ever. that's the only thing I thought till I started reading the article. Oh. I am greatly relieved. Oh, oh that, that my. is hilarious, Steve. Oh my gosh. Because I had a couple of guesses. Oh, it's funny. Wow. Oh my gosh. Uh, so here's here's what they say, and I'm sorry, you guys. Um, this is what they said. As for this tiny Minnesota town. On top of looking uh, generally ugly, Glencoe suffers from the worst kind of small town syndrome, exclusivity. There's 5,600 people, and it says you'd think these residents wouldn't act so high and mighty. A few former residents shared their experiences, saying, if you haven't lived there your entire life, you're not accepted. Mm. Uh, I moved away a year ago. It was the best decision ever. Oh, my. You either need to be born here or know someone who was born here to be accepted. Come on. Anybody from Glencoe listening right now who wants to call in and tell us what it's like living in Glencoe, 651-641-1071. Yeah, fight for your city, man. Or maybe they'll say, no, that's totally it. You know, sometimes with small towns, I get it. You know, it's who? who's this outsider? We ain't never seen this city slicker before. They have a lot of elk there. Oh, really? I'm just Googling, like, you know, Google images of Glencoe, Minnesota, and it's, like, beautiful um, fields with um, elk. It's three square miles. It's the county seat of McLeod County. Maybe it's a different Glencoe. Hmm. Whoa. Albuquerque, New Mexico got ugliest town in New Mexico. I live there. Okay, what do you say about that? I think that Albuquerque is depends on where you're looking. There are some... Parts of it which feel maybe a little bit more run down. It's desert community. But then you've got the beautiful Sandia Mountains, mm. which have these gorgeous sunsets every night against the mountains as the mountains, I believe Sandia means watermelon in Spanish. And it's because the mountains sort of turn different watermelon-like colors oh, at sunset. Neat. So, yeah, uh, you know, you just got to be in the right part of Albuquerque. It, I'm trying you, to find look, Pennsylvania. Will you look up New Jersey, too? Yeah, I'm looking for both of those. I think it's just... It's just so mean-spirited. Like, what What do you get out of that unless you're trying to motivate the people in the town to r- renovate? Milwaukee 
got uh, the Wisconsin. ugliest city for Wisconsin. We do have a caller, just so you know. Yeah. Oh, wonderful. Oh, Johnstown, Pennsylvania. Oh. Um, sort of like an old steel mill town. And oh, let's sure. see if we ever get to Jersey. It's a very weird list that they have. It's not alphabetical. Watch, it's going to be my hometown. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, I'll have to go through and yeah, find it again. Yeah, we can find it later. All right, who do we have? Uh, this is an undisclosed caller. Okay. Just want to say your name. She has something to say. Hello, Glencoe resident. Welcome <laughs> to the Don and Steve experience. Not uh, quite. What would, you like to, uh, what would you like to tell us about Glencoe? Well, I was going to say not Glencoe so much, but um, another town that has that exclusivity factor where you really have to be born there in order to ever be accepted was Maple Lake is another town like that where really? they, they, I mean, we've lived there for 20 years and they still just kind of look at you like, mm, you're not from around here, are you? Like, wow. Like, you're it's also years. to the West. Like if oh, you're yeah. not born and bred there, somehow you just yes. don't fully belong. Oh, yeah. It's generational. Like it's oddly generational where okay. you That's just wonder weird. if it's everybody related. <laughs> oh boy. That okay. is yeah. funny. Well, thank you. Yeah. Thank yeah, you Sally. for the info. Um, yeah, that's your real name. I walked in to a townie bar in, I'll just say it, I think we were in Stillwater. Burr. And the minute we walked in, I was with two friends. Every head turned in the bar, women mostly. And we sat there and had a couple beers. And when we left, they literally were like, good, don't come back. No way. Way. True story. This was in the 90s. Wow. And we were like, did that really just happen? Like, we're not allowed That's to come into weird. your bar? Because you would think you want tourism. You want people from elsewhere to come and, well. If you're a forward-thinking individual, yes. Right. But if you are a territorialistic me no want change kind of a person Uh-oh. you just say yeah no, i wasn't saying any names then you're like wait no keep it the way it is that's jan's seat she's coming in soon right camden no. new jersey donna oh that makes sense that's it's very dangerous there too. camden new jersey okay. yeah that's and it just said all Trenton. of uh, this is weird for this one it's just said all of missouri <laughs> i was no, told that minnesota all of minnesota was very much like if you're an outsider Clicky. don't come and yeah. I, you know, it was a person trying to scare me not to come here because he con- wanted me to continue to work for him. Oh, oh sure. So he told me, like, don't you dare say a, t- t- a town wrong, the name of the town. Oh, wrong, yeah, they'll attack. Yeah. Town. Yeah. I'm like, I'm not accepting this. I'm still, I'm still moving. Sorry. Well, I, you know, <laughs> even people here will say that. It is kind of, it's, it's kind of yeah. hard to penetrate into friendships. Yeah, Minnesota groups. nice is not a compliment. Every, Minnesotans don't understand this, but if you're an outsider and you moved here, you know Minnesota nice is not a compliment. It means you're fake nice. It means when you say let's have coffee, you don't mean that. You're just saying that. That's like here. That's like us having coffee. Me saying let's have coffee. Let's get dinner sometime. I think that's true of you anywhere. But if you refuse to go along with that, you can just be nice to everyone. And I kind of forced my way in to strangers. <laughs> they might have talked about me when I left the, the bar or the restaurant, but oh, not well, while you I were there. Uh, yeah, niceness, Dawn. Yeah. Dawn, All we right. love you. Thank you so much. Thank DJ you. Rock Lobster comes in next. Oh, we're going to take a quiz. Who said it? Taylor Swift or William Shakespeare? We'll all lose <laughs> next.